Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Hello, Hainted Loves. Welcome to Homespun Haints Bonus Edition. I'm Becky. And I'm Diana. And today we are going to talk about something sinister that may be lurking in your yard right now as we speak. Oh no. Is it Hellspawn on the lawn? Close. I have to preface this by saying that I've always hated this time of year. It's just too bright and sparkly and pastel Yeah. You know, I didn't grow up Christian, per se. We celebrated all of these holidays, but in a very secular way. So Easter was all about bunnies and chicks and pretty colored eggs. It was very much like the original Ostera celebrations, where Easter gains its name. I had the same experience growing up, Becky. We always did secular holidays. We had a fake tree that we left up all year round and we'd decorate it for each holiday. But then for Easter, it was all about chocolate. So I never got into it either because I never liked chocolate. And then one year, I tried to trap the Easter bunny by putting a bell into an Easter egg and hiding that in my Easter basket. When I woke up in the morning, I was like, dang it, he didn't fall for it. The bell didn't ring. And so I went out in the living room and there was a pile of chocolates on the floor and it said, your bell scared me so much it made me poop. But don't worry, Easter bunny poop is made of chocolate so you can eat it. And I think that's where my lifelong disdain for chocolate came from. Well, at least you have something sinister to associate with Easter. Sinister Easter bunny poop. See, I think that's why I never liked it. Nothing sinister about it. It's not that I don't like joy. I love joy. (laughs) It's just that different things bring us joy than normal people. Yesterday, I guest lectured for some college classes at a university near here, and I told some ghost stories, and looking at the abject fear On the faces of all of those students, that brought me joy. That was beautiful. (laughs) Uh, Terrifying youngsters. But I have searched long and hard for something about this time of year, this time of rebirth and rejuvenation of Jesus coming back to life and flowers and eggs and... You're right. There is the dead rising. That's a thing that we get behind. It's, it's kind of sad that the tomb was empty because I wanted them to roll back the rock and be like, Ugh! I searched long and hard for something that actually has nothing to do with Christianity, but would still be sinister because thankfully Christianity did bring an element of the darkness to this time of year, but I needed something more. I needed something more to feed my soul and I found it. Okay. Tell me. I want to tell you the story of the sinister, the dangerous, the mysterious. Are you ready? 
Daffodil. Uh, okay. The daffodil is the favorite food of the dead. Wait, really? Daffodils line the plains in Hades. The dead like to feed on them. Daffodils also represent a portal between this world and the next. Ooh, they do look like a little portal. They do. Little trumpets. Now, usually that's not the kind of other world that you and I like to think about. It's the world of the fae and pretty butterflies and fairies and leprechauns and things like to pop out of daffodils. I don't know. The world of the fae is pretty freaking dark if you think about it. Everybody likes to gloss over the fae and how evil they really are. Mm-hmm. And their long pointed teeth. Like a hippopotamus. So daffodils are a place where they cross over. Interesting. And also daffodils will tend to sprout up in places that were once holy or sacred because of that spiritual veil thinning. I had no idea. The daffodil in modern popular culture represents life and rebirth and fertility and good luck. And yes, all of those things are a part of it. Daffodils, of course, are Lady Alstar's favorite flower. They come up in spring. It's her time. The first daffodil that you see popping through the snow with its sinister trumpet-shaped petals. (laughs) That is a sign of spring to come. If you make a point to not step on them, Lady Alstara will grant you lots of fortune in the new year. She'll be so grateful. You can cut fresh daffodils as a bunch and give them to your friends. They only stay good for like four hours. Exactly. Ah, that's the appeal. (laughs) If you do give daffodils as a gift, they are supposed to represent all those things. Good luck, fertility, fortune to come, abundance, but only if you give many at a time. If you give just one, you're bringing ill fortune and bad luck to the person you give it to. Oh no. Why is that? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's because daffodils actually will cause a rash if you touch them. In fact, if you place daffodils in a bouquet with other plants, they will cause the other plants to wither. (gasps) Oh. (laughs) Okay. If you eat a daffodil? Oh no, I don't want to eat a daffodil. You could die. They look highly toxic. They are full of poison. That bright yellow is supposed to attract bees, not people. It is a defense mechanism, and it's all throughout the entire plant. Unfortunately, their bulbs do look a lot like fennel. Oh no! So people will sometimes accidentally consume them. So in Suffolk, in 2009, a bunch of children got very, very sick. Suffolk's, that's in the UK. Yes. They were having a cooking class, and the teacher was like, oh, look, here's a fiddle bulb, and it wasn't. (gasps) So the whole class ate it? Luckily, they were okay, but they got very seriously ill. And what we've learned is that this is why American children don't eat vegetables. It's a defense mechanism. (laughs) Be careful. Make sure you know where your fennel came from. Daffodils. Oh, they're so pretty. No. Watch out for those daffodils. Now, do you know where daffodils come from? Do you know the origin story of daffodils? I don't. Another name for the daffodil is Narcissus. Narcissus was a man... That was so beautiful. The gods granted him just mm, hotness. 
it's probably the gods <laughs> getting it off themselves. You know, they're a little tired of Ganymede. They're like, hey, let's make this one hot. Because you know those, you know those Greek gods. They're like, <laughs> they are all hot for mortals. It's true. Narcissus wandered the land. Oh, so beautiful. Not only was he beautiful, he was very self-absorbed. He knew he was good-looking because everybody fawned all over him. However, when the gods made him this way, they warned him, you must never look in a mirror. Too sexy. Uh, or you will be consumed. Oh no, don't look. I know, it's dangerous. The gods told us the same thing, really. But we have to stare at the massages mm-hmm. every day and go, oh, I want to do myself. It's too dangerous. I do my makeup in a tea kettle. <laughs> so it's distorted. <laughs> I get too close. Uh, uh. I just burn myself because it's a tea kettle. Oh, this hotness. Well, Narcissus, he wandered all over. Because everywhere he went, he got whatever he wanted. He was so beautiful. He didn't have to work. All he had to do was smile. And he got whatever he wanted. Just like us, Becky. Then he caught the attention of a young woman named Echo. And Echo fell madly in love with Narcissus. So madly in love. She wandered after him calling his name but he could not be bothered could not be bothered with young echo because he could only think of himself she's thinking i'll give up my whole life to follow this wild narcissistic rover he ignores her for years she wanders behind him years finally finally after wandering so long and realizing he will never return her affections she wandered into a cave to pine away until there was nothing left but her voice echo 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 and when they rolled away the stone the tomb was empty (laughs) that's where the story comes from thank you the goddess nemesis was quite put out by this whole situation. She felt so bad for poor Echo. All that was left of this girl was her voice that you could sometimes hear if you listened in a cave. Nemesis takes pity on Echo and decides she's going to get her revenge. Nemesis led Narcissus to a pool of water, a still pool of water in a field, and he gazed down. And he saw the most handsome man staring back at him. And he became consumed with love for his own reflection. And he could not stop staring. He stared longer and longer and longer and closer and closer until he fell in and drowned. (laughs) Still with a look of absolute ecstasy on his face. At least he died happy. And guess what sprung up where he last stood? Ooh, ooh, I know this one! I know this one! Adapto? Yes! Toxic love. Diana. Becky. Did you know that the daffodil was so sinister? I had no idea. You mentioned earlier that the dead eat daffodils. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that if you plant daffodils, you will be attracting zombies to your home after the zombie apocalypse happens? Which is, you know, already nearly upon us. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, especially... At Easter. The zombie king, right? When he rises from his tomb. It's a little bit of a done trope. <laughs> People like talking about zombie Jesus. But did they talk about zombie Jesus wearing a crown of daffodils? Aww, that's so cute. He's itchy. I think when the zombies come, they will definitely come after your daffodils. 
Interesting. All you gotta do then is put some pools of water in your yard so the zombies will be like, oh, I'm so pretty. And they'll fall in and drown. <laughs> I think you're just trying to outrun your friend here. You're like, oh yeah, Diana, don't worry. Just stand behind the pool of water. <laughs> mm-hmm. I appreciate you telling me all about the story of Narcissus and Echo, Echo, Echo. Thank you for the tale about how sinister daffodils truly are. I think I'm going to go outside, take a walk, maybe pick a flower, develop stigmata, and have a spooky day. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond his threshold? On September 24th, 2023, we will unveil the shadows together via livestream as we open this sealed passageway, slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge. And we want you to be there with us. Virtually, of course. This may be dangerous. We don't have liability insurance. Oh my eye! But what will we find? Is this passageway a sealed tomb, a hideaway for treasure, a portal into another dimension? Maybe it's aliens. Even we won't know until September 24th, and you can be there to discover the secrets with us. I'm not scared. Visit homespunhaints.com basement to RSVP for this event and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with us. As long as there's darkness to explore, we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's Basement. <laughs> Visit homespunhaints.com basement.